Hello, friends, and welcome to the season three premiere of the Steve Griefs podcast, Conductors in the Kitchen. This season will exist primarily over on YouTube. You can search YouTube, search my name, Steve Greaves, S-T-E-V-E-G-R-I-V-E-S. Subscribe to that channel and you'll get a weekly podcast or video podcast of me cooking with some of my friends in the coral profession, conductors in the kitchen. We're going to have nice little chats, simple recipes we can do in a half hour and um, just connect with people that way for a little while. There will still be some purely audio podcasts. I know a lot of you like to uh, listen as you commute or listen as you work out. And I'll be really clear on my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter when those occur. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll you'll see that already. It'll just pop right up on your on your subscription. So this is season three premiere. Now, Aaron Kolwitz, Dr. Aaron Kolwitz, is director of choirs at Northern Michigan University in Marquette, Michigan, small town on the lake. I've known her for a very long time. We made a delicious recipe from her late husband, Bill Denning, a coral icon, um, most notably at University of Southern California. We made pork scallopini, very simple, some lightly, lightly um, mashed pork, mashed, you know, we hit it with a hammer, we tenderized it, we made it really little thin cutlets of pork, um, quickly cooked in a um, Dijon sauce, Dijon and cream, Dijon mustard and cream, and a little bit of nutmeg. We put it over some pasta, pasta aglio e olio, pasta with oil and garlic, um, and it was just simple done in 20 minutes. Delicious. So I'm going to let you um, listen now to our our audio transcription of the video podcast, but I encourage you to go over to YouTube and see for yourself. Thank you and enjoy this episode of Conductors in the Kitchen with Aaron Colwitz. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season three premiere of the Steve Reeves podcast, now in video form, season three conductors in the kitchen. I'm very happy to have as my first guest for the premiere from Marquette, Michigan, Northern Michigan University, Director of Choirs, Aaron Kolwitz, Dr. Aaron Kolwitz. We're all going to use our titles. Hello, Aaron. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for thanks for being our, uh, our beta test guinea pig for this, okay? So I think it's going to work out well. So the premise is you're going to share a recipe with me now, I have a little bit of experience in the kitchen. I'm not a novice, but I'm going to pretend I don't know much. You're going to walk us through this. Uh, something quick and easy we can do in about a half hour, and we'll just kind of chit-chat as we do this. Okay? Sound good? Sounds perfect. Good. Now, you've chosen pork scallopini today, correct? Correct. Good. Yes. So why don't you introduce that to us here? Yeah, so this is a recipe that was first introduced to me by my late husband, also a coral conductor, Dr. Bill Denning. Um, and he was quite the cook as well, much better cook than I was. He really taught me everything I know about cooking. Um, so this is, I dug out all of his old recipes and this was one that's pretty easy to make, not too difficult. You don't really need to be, you know, whiz chef uh, to make this. So, and it's pretty quick. So um, really you just need some good pork. Um, you can use pork chops or you can just use anything that's fairly thin. Um, and I bought just, you know, some real thin pork that was boneless. And then you can kind of, you know, beat it out if you just really want to. Oh, we want to do that here. today. I have my, I have my special <laughs> yes. thing. So you can, I already did that already. Oh, okay. I didn't can, do it. So, I'm yeah, gonna take, so go ahead. I'm going to take this little pork chop. And yeah, I'm going to make put it, it between. 
Yep, and you want to put it between, you know, some wax paper okay, or. So let me tell you, let me tell you a pro tip about that. When you have a wooden hammer, that's really hard to clean. So they yeah. want you to use the wax paper so you don't give yourself salmonella the next time. But my Correct. metal thing goes in the dishwasher and it's fine. Right. I use, I have a metal, I'll show you my metal hammer. Okay. No, so no wax paper, no, no, nothing like that. Yeah, there we go. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I can fit four of these. So I'm going to just. Mine was pretty thin already. Mine was too, yeah. I'm just gonna pound a couple of these. Um, Aaron, do you know what ASMR is? ASMR, no. Audio so sound thing, yes. Audio yes. sensory motor response. So some of my listeners, um, because sometimes on the podcast, I talk like this. For some reason, yeah. I don't know why. I talk a little bit like a radio person. They think they it's like that AM ASMR fetish thing. So uh, I don't know if the pounding is helping them right now, but wake up yeah. some pounding some meat. The way, yep, they're awake now. I never ever heard of that before, though. That's like when people speak people really nice into Facebook. a microphone or like, yeah tapping or things like that i've heard of that yeah, yeah or the yeah yeah they, they're, they're looking forward to the sizzling <laughs> sizzling sound my quiet voice okay we're pounded fine you don't want to make it too thin because then it can get tough so it has to kind of be in that sweet spot sure sure um, so yeah, so I already did that. And like I said, it's, you know, you can have my bone, bone in pork chops and you just have to remove it, remove the bone, remove a little bit of the fat, whatever fat is left over, then pound them out. Um, and then I will, so I'm going to go over here and what you do once they're kind of pounded out, take a little bit of a bowl of some flour. I've got a bowl in here with a little bit of flour. And once you've kind of got some, and by the way, I really recommend using a lot of butter. So this is not a healthy okay. meal. <laughs> if you're into right. healthy, this ain't it. Right. Um, so I take a big chunk of butter. I've got my pan on about medium, medium high, because you want to cook this relatively quickly. Because um, it will, it will burn. And you don't, obviously, you don't, like I said, you don't, pork is tricky. You know, you don't want to undercook and you don't want to overcook so it gets tough. Right, right. It's about one and a half minutes on each side. Wait, you have, um, now the recipe you sent me had butter and oil in the pan. I just use a bunch of butter. I don't even okay. use oil. Um, I just use, half. sure, you go, you go ahead and do whatever you need to do. That okay. works too, um, but I just use a ton of butter. I guess maybe because I'm from Wisconsin, I yeah. just like butter. Um, but obviously I'm a fan of oil too. Well, I just use a lot of butter. Um, <laughs> so then you just take your little pieces of pork. You can see I've got my pork here that's pretty thin. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you just make sure that it's got flour on both sides. Shake off any excess flour and get as many of those in the pan as you can. And fit them nicely into the pan. All right, hold on. Like, I have a question. Sure. So I have not done anything with this pork, but beat it. No salt, no pepper. Nope, it's not. Yeah, you do that later. Okay. Yeah, you add not, the salt and the pepper later. Sometimes when I'm making a, like a chicken parm, I'm putting an egg wash on it first. I didn't do that either. 
Nope, that is not required. It is, it is sticking really well. I'm surprised. It does. Yes, I know. I, I wondered the same thing when I first made this, um, but it really does not need it. It sticks to the just the moisture of the pork. Yeah. And you really don't want it to be like a um, like a bready texture. Right. It was really cool. just to sort of thicken the sauce a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, at least that's my presumption, not being, you know, a professional chef or anything no, like that. That's, that's probably what it is. It gives um, it a little gives, bit of a crunch too. It'll, yes. And it gives it some browning. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have one more piece to put in. Oh, I like right. the way the butter looks. It's... Yep. And if you need to, you can mess around with the heat. I really wish I had a gas stove, but I'm not there I my, my little electric stove how to make this work. Yes, me too. I can kind of mess around with it a little bit. Um, so about but yeah. a minute, minute and a half on each side. I mean, it's pretty yeah. thin. And you have to, like I said, you might have to finesse it with a little more butter, a little more oil, and then mess with your temp a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let me get my... Also, I've already started drinking wine. I know it's only one o'clock, but the Packers play today. So we normally start drinking at 10 on Packers Sunday. I got you. So I'm a little late. Actually, I'm about three hours behind. <laughs> well, that's full. Everyone at Lambo's probably wasted by now. Probably. They have fans in the stands? They do. They've been um, just socially distancing only with um, healthcare providers, oh, healthcare okay. workers for COVID and stuff like that. First responders, things like that. That's who they've been honoring uh, with tickets. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate yeah. that. So is this going to look brownish, like browned when I? It'll just have some brown. You want to have some brown parts, not the whole thing. Okay. Um, and obviously, you want to have a clean plate that maybe is warm if you can. You know, on my old stove, I used to have a warming section. I don't have that anymore. Um, in my new house. So you want to get a plate out to keep your finished beef, your, uh, sorry, your finished pork on. Um, and then we will, once, you know, you get your second batch in, then you can start the sauce. Okay, well, we're supposed to be cooking here. I have, uh, I put the oven on for something else. I shut it off, but close it. So it's warm in there. I'm just gonna stick this in the oven when it's done. Oh yeah, okay. You don't want to kill. I got a little browning going on. Yeah, I mean, it might. I always find the second batch goes pretty goes faster. Yeah, I'm turning it up a little bit. Yeah, I did too. Turn up medium high. You know, the electric ones just aren't as responsive. You turn it down, and it's still radiating. So I'd rather uh, yeah. turn it up and turn it down. That is right. Okay, I'm gonna give this a minute. So is it snowing where you are? Because it's snowing here. Uh, we had a little bit yesterday, and we're expecting 8 to 12 overnight into tomorrow. Oh, so wow. Good we'll time. See. Yeah, it's time. I'm sizzling now. Here. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm going to give it 30 more seconds. Some people are here for the sizzling sounds.
No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Brown I think I'm ready to go here. All right. Little brown spots. I'm gonna I'm gonna take mine off. How are you doing? Yep, I'm just about there. Yep. Okay. Some are super thin to start. Yeah, that helps. All right, so are you about ready for the sauce? Yep. Okay. So I'll just give you a little disclaimer about the sauce. Yes. Bill always recommended that you just double it. Uh-huh. Double the, the proportion. So the proportions that I sent you are, are just for one. Oh, okay. um, he recommended that you double it. So let me just grab the vermouth real quick. Okay. So the vermouth is only one third cup, but I just dump in two one thirds. Okay. I went with the I went with option two, the stock and the lemon juice. Okay, perfectly fine. Minus sizzling. Oh yeah. If you, those of you that maybe know my late husband, he was a big martini drinker, so there was no shortage of vermouth in our house. Gotcha. Yes, I, I do recall that about him. Yes. Um, so then we let this really sizzle, and we want to get it reduced by half. Okay. And I'm scraping the little brown parts off here. Yep, that is necessary. It's pretty, mine was pretty hot here. Yep. See how hot that was? Uh oh. <laughs> yes, my world does that too often. Mine goes off. Scares the heck out of my animals. All right, that was good. All right, it's, it's, it's down. What's next? The cream? All right, then you put in, um, a quarter cup of cream, although like I said, I double it. So I put in two quarter cups of cream. Yeah. Yep. And if I can get this cap off, that would be great. I pre-did this. I mixed it all together to start. So. Yeah, so two quarter cups of cream. Yeah. And then a dash of nutmeg. Uh-huh. And then that Dijon flavor. And then yes, two, I put in two tablespoons of nutmeg. Okay. I'm sorry, two tablespoons of Dijon, which is really critical to the yeah. flavor of this whole thing. Mm, smells good. Oh yeah. And then just let that kind of cook and simmer, thicken. Together. Oh yeah, this looks starting to look really good. And then I mentioned um, earlier that we like to make this with a certain kind of pasta yeah. that is very Italian where we add some oil, some garlic, um, some red pepper flakes, and a little parsley. Yes. And mix that all together. Yeah, I have that too. That took me about five minutes. Pasta aglio e olio, they call that. Oil and garlic. Easy, yeah, easy, easy to do. Yeah. And it goes perfectly with this particular um, meal with the mustard and, and the pork, of course. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, you, there's other ways to make this pork. Um, there's other kinds of sauces you can use for this kind of pork, but this really is my favorite with the mustard. I think it really complements the pork. Yeah, me too. All right, mine, my, see, I have half as much as you, so mine looks good. Oops. All right, yeah, I just gotta mix in. Part of the trick is really getting that mustard to kind of break down. And you might want to even whisk it in kind of a little bit to get it yep. to break down. Um, and then once your pasta is done, all I do with that, um, with the garlic and the peppers and stuff is just toss it in a bowl. Once the oil and stuff is ready, um, toss it in a bowl and away you go. Am I putting the, am I floating anything in this? Am I putting the pork back in this sauce or I'm putting the sauce on top? All I do is I just kind of place it nicely and on a plate and then just pour the sauce right on top. Let's see. I have a plate. Again, I, re I pre-did this pasta. Yeah, I think that's good for time. Yeah. Am I separating it or am I putting it on top? Just put it right on top. Okay. I'm gonna get my pork back out. This dish is timing, of course. Like most Italian, I feel it's like. A little warm. Right. You want to keep the pork on a warm plate if you can. Oh, the juices. Yeah, I saw something about that. Yeah, whatever juice you have left, you want to pour that on top. And then this is where you can salt and pepper and then put the parsley, the garnish on top. Yeah. I dropped a piece in the sauce. Oh, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> My mistake. Let me drizzle that. Oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. So mine's just about. I have some parsley. Ready here. Pour this over the top. You grow here. this now, you know, so this is. You grow right parsley? From, nice. Right from the inside box here. Oh, it smells good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I have my pork here with my parsley on the top. I don't know, I'm hitting it with a little pepper just because I'm used to that. Yeah, pour, I mean, whatever, to taste it, you know, check it out, taste it, salt, pepper. Um, I mean, I think pork tends to be a little on the saltier side anyway, but. Yeah. Okay, a little salt. I'm going to hold mine up to my camera here. Yes, I could kind of show you, but I didn't want to miss the... Oh, that yeah. looks lovely. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, I want to taste it too. Yes, go grab right ahead. Fork. I will also eat and grab a fork. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you barely cooked that. That was two minutes. That was perfect. Yeah, but it's so important that that pork doesn't get overdone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm not a real sauce person, so this that's why I, I like this. I mean, in my kitchen experience, it wasn't the type of places which required all this sauce. So every time I see something, mm, yeah, it soaks right into that. Well, there. Very good. Good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. 
And of course, it's nostalgic for me for many reasons, but well, yeah, I, I really always enjoyed it. Yeah, it's excellent. We'll have a few people eating that today. So before we wrap up, uh, we all want to know how people in the coral world are doing their COVID-19 protocols. How, how's it going for you? What is your school doing? You're at Northern exactly. Michigan. What, what have you decided to do? Yeah, well, we're uh, completely in person. Um, we're, our numbers are actually very good up here, probably because we're so isolated um, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. Um, we tested everyone on campus before they could come on campus. We do not have any visitors on campus. Um, we're getting, we're doing rolling testing all throughout the semester. Um, obviously, masks completely regulated, um, very strict. Our students are following all the protocols, so we are in person. So. Um, we are singing in person, but we're singing in our large recital hall, socially distanced. Yep. Um, and that's going great. I am very pleased. It's, I mean, obviously it's hard to hear. My students complain that they're struggling to hear the person next to them and things right, like right. that. But I think we've kind of gotten used to it now. We've been doing it for a whole semester. We just started last Tuesday. Yep. And so we're back at it again. And um, sometimes I allow them to go on the stage if I only have, say, the women singing, you know, for sure. doing sectionals or things like that. So at least we can go on the stage and spread out on the stage and things like that. Um, but so far we are in person and we're just making the best out of it. And, gotcha. Do you um, have a limit on the time? Is there a time limit? No, we, my rehearsals are only 50 minutes anyway. Okay. Um, but the recital hall, I made sure that we have HEPA filters. Uh, in that hall and that air is being dumped out every 30 minutes outside. Oh, okay. Cause I'm a, uh, I have the orchestra director at university of Nebraska in my church choir and he does some recording for me. He says his rehearsals were trimmed to 30 minutes this semester. Yeah. Every a lot of people are doing that. It, yeah. He's trying to get a, uh, a waiver for the strings since they don't really, you know, breathe as much or expel air. I mean, they breathe as a human person, but not to play their instrument. But that right. was a, a twist that they're doing. Everything you mentioned they're doing here at Nebraska. My church choir is a lot older. Uh, so we're not meeting. We're trying to do things virtually. We meet outside. We did that. But now, of course, 12 inches of snow, zero degrees, that's not happening. So we're sort of, no. you know, on a, on a little vacation here until that gets better. Because yeah. you can't just bring the higher risk people in buildings and stuff, and especially no, my, in old churches, right? Yeah, my community chorus is now we're going to start rehearsals on Zoom tomorrow for the first time. So we shall see how that works. Yeah. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I don't know how it, my, my, my little uh, computer stand is fidgeting. So I'm going to hold it here. Well, thank you, Aaron. This has been delightful. Really quick, exactly what we're looking for. I hope you have a great semester. Good luck up there in the, in the tundra. Yes, have a great day, Steve. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.